I'm speaking on what I call the place of the Father. I trust that it will be such a great blessing to us as a people and then also as a church. One of the things I've come to know in life is that God is a good God and God first shows us that He is a Father. The world would always fight against God's ordinance and ways. You see a lot of people saying that we don't need men, we don't, we, we, we but. Women, no matter what you do, you need us. Hallelujah. You can't do without us. God did not make that women will be alone. I was counseling a very successful woman. I, I said to her that of all the monies you have, you can't live on your own. I said, go and submit to your husband because nothing can take the place of your husband. Come with me to Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 to 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. And with all thy soul and with all thy mind and these words which i command thee this day shall be in thine heart and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt talk of them when thou sit in thine house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest give me a transition that some of us who don't like that thou 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 can relate to it give me give me a translation Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Let's go back to the beginning. Verse 4. Listen, all Israel. The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Next. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. And you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commandments that i'm giving you today repeat them again and again to your children now talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road when you are going to bed and when you are getting up tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates the lord your god will soon bring you into the land he swore to give you when he made a vow to your ancestors abraham isaac and jacob it is a land with large prosperous cities that you did not build somebody say amen the scripture god was speaking to the men of israel and he was speaking to them and telling them that in every home that you would find yourself in you must number one love god personally write it down love your god personally says you must love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind it means that intellectually emotionally psychologically you must love the lord we call it love the lord personally number two what it means is you must love learn the truth inwardly learn the truth inwardly number one love the lord your god personally number two learn the truth inwardly your soul where your will your emotions and your intellect are he says you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commandments that i'm giving to you you understand me so commit yourself wholeheartedly means learn the truth inwardly the word of god must saturate your entire being there are many of us we struggle and the reason why we struggle is because the word of god has not become very practical to us but god is saying to the man says your entire house you must love the lord personally number two you must learn the truth 
inwardly and you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commandments that I'm giving to you. Commit yourself wholeheartedly means that it's a truth that is embellished on a certain platform that this is my convictions. I will not change. I've learned the truth. It's an inward conviction. You know, sometimes you can have head knowledge. Then there are times that no matter who is there or who is not there, there are certain convictions you will not change. When you know your husband is your head, you, you will not talk to him anyhow because he's, he's, he's gotten you angry. And you, there's no excuse for bad behavior. There is what? No excuse. And because he spoke to me, he said, so me too, me too, I told him my mind. You a fool. The Bible says, it's only a fool who says all his mind. Put that scripture there. Let them see that. I'm not insulting them. It's a scripture. Number three. Go to the next verse. Verse seven. says, repeat them again and again to your children. What does it mean? It means you must lead your children diligently. Number one, love your God personally. Number two, learn the truth inwardly. Number three, do what? Lead your kids diligently. That's what God is saying. That the husband or the the father of the house, you must personally love God. There are many of us that is what we struggle with we take our children to church i was reading the statistics and it says that when a woman takes children to church when they grow up it's only two percent who remain in church but when a father leads his children to the lord even when they grow up 44 percent remain in church it means when your children are growing up and as a father figure you take your children to church when they grow up that's what the scripture says train up a child in the way you go for when he's old he will not depart from it so the place of a father is so important in terms of convictions for life in terms of disciplines and the control of appetite my son Oseyal, i was in the same class with him in the university he was my son someone was my son they were working with me so one day i was working with Oseyal, and i said to him that in life that's what is called delayed gratification. That in school, there are so many girls. For now, your money will determine which one you have confidence to approach. Then I said to him that this one that you see, they cannot be compared with the best that is ahead of you. I said, whatever gratification that you delay now, it gives you a better opportunity to choose better. So you can make a decision now. Because if the girl gets pregnant, you will marry you and a lot of people have gone to marry what they don't like they are calling the women witches you know the people who marry witches most are pastors because at the time when they are struggling and doing ministry because they can't control their sexual appetite they marry and usually they marry the ugly ones first when the pastors are struggling at the beginning the ugly ones say no no you understand me so some small sister who can sort them out small they'll go and pick that one then when the ministry picks up then they see that mm, it is now time to choose a wife what are you then now they blame the women that they took who because they don't know they no more fit their level and class they call them witches that's the meaning of they marry a witch that i spoke about because they say oh, shit, mm, it doesn't fatter me yeah i know of a pastor who was praying that the wife would die the meet us intercessors to pray i am totally be you must die <laughs> because it is the only legitimate way for them to marry again 
The presence of a loving father greatly increases the child's chances of success, confidence, and resilience to life's difficulties. Number two, the presence of a loving father increases a child's physical and mental well-being. And yes, quite naturally, their sense of humor. Because a child has confidence. It's easy to laugh. I was at the uh, palace mall and a little boy was running Friday. The little boy was running there. The mother came. He beat the child. I stopped the woman. I said, Madam, don't do what you're doing. The child is five years old. The child has gotten to their exploratory stage. At this stage, he's learning how to behave in public. If you beat the child in public, you may think it's for your sanity, but you are psychologically influencing the child that in public the child must be timid and must not be free to explore when i said at the beginning the woman didn't understand then the woman went to complain to the husband that the child is running away he take the child so the man took the child then the child wanted to run the man going oh bitch and i said sir i went to him i was with my bishop i left my bishop i forgot about it because this child's life is more important to me than the task we came to buy i said sir listen in the formative process of a child's life confidence is key i said i said confidence in public spaces is more important than anything and this child's formative years if you destroy it now a time would come you will try to prop up the child's confidence it will not be there i said this is what affects the child in their in their learning process even in school if you destroy it now you've destroyed it i said tomorrow you'll be fasting and praying for something you should have done today i said leave the child let him run watch him he won't hurt himself leave him when he falls down pick him up but leave him and people just stopped and they were all listening to what i was saying i said i'm begging you i'm begging you sir allow the boy to explore when they were going the man came to thank him because the presence of a father are so tired He's so key to a child's development. Whenever you see a young boy who is not focused, his father was not there. 99% of the time, their father was not there. A young boy, everyone, small deal here, small deal. Because there's no delayed gratitude. Their father didn't teach the boy. That's why the church is there. We are there to help reshape. Because God said, I am the father of the fatherless. And in church, I represent God. I am God's authority over you. So what your father your natural male father figure could not do your mother cannot do no matter how straight your mother becomes your mother cannot replace your father no 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 i need to be very honest with you no matter what your mother does she can pray but she can never function in the place of a father because because fatherhood is both a position and a function write it down fatherhood is both a position and a function fatherhood is both what a positioning and a function now a father is obligated to do the following for his sons or his daughters for sons a father is obligated to circumcise his son and i'm going to teach the meaning of that word write it down a father is obligated to circumcise his son a lot of sons are not circumcised i'm not talking about even a physical they are not circumcised circumcision means separation from the park one day i was with uh, reverend bobasari i want to see him he had come to accra i want to see him in his hotel we were just having a conversation then he moved me and sat me somewhere and said when you were in your former church you were a follower you were a sheep says now you are not a sheep you a lion and lions move in their packs 
look for your path. It changed me. He says, when you were in ICGC, you were serving under somebody's ministry. At that time, you were a sheep. Now you are a lion leading sheep. Find your pack. From that day, I knew that I am a lion. Hear me, child of God. Man, you are lions in your house. Act like one. And if you are here and you had an absentee father, and so you grew with your mother, I came as your father figure to tell you, you are a lion. The Bible says we are, we are, we are, we are of the lion of the tribe of Judah. We are a tribe. And it's a lion's tribe. That's why as men, we are protectors. Thank God for our mothers. But sir, take up your responsibility as a man. And irrespective of the scars and the bad experiences you've had, you cannot give excuse for your future. Because you can make a decision today. I am a lion. Men, tell yourself, I am a lion. I hear a lady said, I am a lion. Hallelujah. So number one, the responsibility of a father is to circumcise his son. So for women, what do we do? It is to circumcise you to separate yourself from the nonsense. Circumcise, separation. Some of you, you must circumcise your heart. You want to love too much that every nonsense guy. No, 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 no. In my village, my father had plant cocoa plantations and citrus. He set trash or rodent in our farm. Then he showed me, this one is yours, this one is yours, this one is yours. He set it up. Says when we come to the farm, your responsibility is go to where I've set the traps. You know, when you have maize farm, you set traps at the tip of it so that rodents will not cross. He says, Go and check. If you check and your trap has caught the, the rodent, the head is for you. And among Ashanti's head is for the man. Talks of leadership. He says, When you go and check, what was my father teaching me? He was teaching me how to take up responsibility. If you check and you come to tell me, the head, the role of the father is to teach you how to separate yourself. We call it circumcision. Child of God, even if you didn't have a father, and so you've lived your life anyhow, and I mean, for some time, you were behaving like a Tuzafi chancy. The bowls that, that they sell Tuzafi inside, everybody eats from it. Even if other people have explored you like you are, you are explorer of all mountains. Even if that has happened. I came to tell you that you have a heavenly father in heaven. And he, he wants you to set yourself apart because princesses don't just dance anywhere. And bath anywhere. And wear anything. And eat anyhow. Tell yourself I am a princess. Princess dress well. They don't just behave anyway. Or anyhow. When you dress like a princess, you confuse us. Stop showing everything. Because men by nature are hunters. When you put a game in front of a man, he won't take it. In ancient times, we used to sit on horses, go with guns or, or, or bow and arrow. We go deep into the forest. The thrill of the chase is what makes the animal that you've, you've caught more enjoyable. True or false? Don't make it so easy. See, princes don't just wear anything. No matter what it is, don't chip in yourself for anybody. That the fact that you don't have money doesn't mean you are not a prince. It's dignity and it's a state of mind. It's not the state of your bank account. The father is obligated to do the following. Number one, for his son to circumcise. Number two, to redeem him if he is the firstborn. That's what in the Old Testament, every Jewish father, the number one is to circumcise his son. Number two is to redeem him. Christ Jesus has redeemed us. The role of the Father is to redeem you. Now look at me. To buy you back. 
to buy you back. So even if your father has messed you up, allow him to buy you back. Hello? He's to buy you back, redeem you. That is why your father will not behave like your mother. Your mother's role is to nurture you with love. That's why you miss So your father would not train you like the way your mother would. Sometimes mothers, they do you so hard, then you say, because the role of the father is to instill discipline in you. Write it down. The role of the father is to instill discipline in you. Instill discipline. He loves you, but he loves you differently. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say, your father loves you. But your future is more important to your father than your current comfort. And would always stir the nest. It is the eagle that stirs its nest. For if the children must learn to fly, their mother will incubate and everything. But when it is time for the children to fly, you know what the father does? He goes to stir the nest. You know the meaning of stirring the nest? He goes to move the birds from the nest. He carries them, then he throws them. Then they are going to fall. They think they are going to die. So when they, they, they feel they are going to die, in that fear, they start flapping their wings. Then he comes to, if they don't do the first one, he will sweep down uh, and carry all of them and take them up again. Then once in a while, he will do it until they can learn to flap their wings and begin to fly on their own. Child of God, your father loves you enough to make life comfortable so that you will discover the greatness that are in you. Fathers love you. But your future is more important to your father than your current experience. And so he overrides your current comfort so that you will learn how to soar. Because eagles give birth to eagles, not chickens. A father's responsibility, child of God, is to secure your future in the now. So he teaches you discipline. He teaches you hard work. He teaches you confidence. He teaches you focus so that when the work is come he teaches you determination your father teaches you how to be driven so that in future when you are alone and he's not with you your drive for excellence would be in place because he instilled it in you at the beginning formative stages of your life so he redeems you if he's the firstborn, number three, to teach him the Torah. The Jewish people, they did five things for their sons. Number one, to circumcise the person. Number two, to redeem him. If he's the firstborn, number three, to teach him the Torah. The Torah is the five books of Moses. The role of the father is to teach his children three things. Number one, principles. Number two, responsibilities. Number three, consequences. And number four, privileges. You need to teach your son these four key things why principles because in life they are principles of life that's why they teach the jewish people teach their children five books of the bible genesis exodus leviticus numbers deuteronomy they teach them the five one talks about the historicity of the jewish people are you listening to me number two talks of talks of laws so deuteronomy teaches them of laws ordinances leviticus teaches them about about worship all those things are principles of life you teach your child how to live how to think some people because they, their fathers taught them to read early morning they wake up and they read my father was an avid reader so i read a lot and then privileges your father's responsibility is to teach you privileges that you a privileged child these things come to you so the scripture show, shows us the privileges we have in in the lord the things we have in our relationship with god these are the things then you teach your children consequence so sometimes your child wants to go and put his hand in the fire first time stop him second time stop him third time 
Let him do it. Let him do it. And then when you do it, then your wife is stopping you. No, let him. Let him. Because he must learn at a very good age consequences. Some of the consequences is not too much. You can solve it. Next time, you won't do it again. So your child is running, you don't want him to fall. If the child doesn't fall, for how would they know that when they run on a slippery slope, they will fall down and hurt themselves? So right now, this one, the head will not be much. Let him fall. It's small cry. It's quen- Someone say consequences. Your responsibility to teach your children consequences. Or else when they grow, there will always be a liability on you. Women, sometimes when your husband wants to make certain decisions and you advise them and they don't listen, leave them because they must learn consequences of actions so pray and prepare for the eventuality if women would know this 60 percent of your fight will be over because sometimes in trying to save the man make you the men think that you think they are stupid don't be me i don't know i don't know what i'm about leave him you you have seen the mistake he has not suggest to him if you will not take it's not by force you are not his father don't pretend to be one hallelujah number four the responsibility of a father the father in a jewish culture was obligated to find him a wife there are many of us if we had listened to our father wouldn't be in the problem where we are in your father in influences your relationships praise the lord is good what do i mean by the father's responsibility to find out what it means is that the role of the father is to influence your relationships is to influence what your relationships there are some people that you don't need in your life at the time you may think your father doesn't understand the truth is he's walked on a road you have never walked before number five is to teach him a trade the father was obligated to teach his son a trade if you're a father you are supposed to teach your son his ability to earn that's what it means so for us is a father's role is to teach his child the ability to earn a living women learn from your father the ability to earn a living hey you don't understand i want this man he lost me he will change my my finances and your father is saying don't go bros you have not gone you love has captured your heart learn to earn that's why your father will take you to school is to help you give you the ability to earn a living something no confuse for your mouth exodus chapter 13 verse 1 to 10 then the lord said to moses nurse dedicate to me every firstborn among the israelites the first offspring to be born of both humans and animals belong to me so moses said to the people this is a day to remember forever the day you left egypt the place of your slavery today the lord has brought you out by the power of his mighty hand on this day in early spring in the month of abib you have been set free next 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 you must celebrate this event in this month and each year after the lord bring you into the land of the canaanites for seven days the bread you eat must be made without yeast then on the eighth day celebrate a feast to the lord listen to me he says for seven days the bread you eat is without yeast what does it mean what it means is for seven days and a living pay the price in the eighth day you can enjoy the fruit of your labor for seven days the bread you eat must be without yeast then on the seventh day celebrate a feast to the lord so seven days the bread you eat must be without yeast without what it means that there is a price you pay it is complete price seven is completion are you listening to me so seven days bread without yeast listen to me young men young women in this church when you begin your life 
when you enter into your year of promise your your promise and you you enter into a new season there must be a price you pay for your foundation that cannot be exchanged for anything everybody when you come into your promise and you come into your prime season there must be a price you must pay for your foundation you cannot change it you start a business pay the price for the business don't chop your money you got married now you want to prove your point that you two have arrived so you just had a child you want your husband to go and rent a three-bedroom house so that the two of you one baby three bedrooms what the heading you just start a life foundations are not transferable if you don't leave a proper foundation for your life you will struggle in life you you you, you will lose confidence because foundation is off but god is calling you and i to live a life that counts so when god said in deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 what is he saying verse 5 and you must love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength go to the next verse and you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commandments that i'm giving to you next 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 i think go to verse 8 for me go to verse tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders it's in the bible what does it mean what god is saying is that when he says tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders what god is saying that number one the word of god should govern your thoughts and it should guide your actions the hands there tie the word of god to your hands means let it govern or guide your actions hands actions head thoughts what it means is whatever choices you make in life let the word of god be that which guides you proverbs chapter 6 verse 20 says my son obey your father's command command and don't neglect your mother's instructions next verse keep their words always in your heart tie them around your neck when you walk their counsel will lead you when you sleep they will protect you when you wake up they will advise you so you see the work of the father his counsel even when you sleep what does it mean when you go through night seasons that word that your father gave you that word that your father gave you it will protect you even in night seasons every man will go through difficult seasons you go through challenging seasons but the word of god will guide you and that is why god says i am the father of the fatherless the role of the father is to give you counsel because in your night season in those dark moments of your life their counsel will protect you he said when you walk their counsel will lead you when you walk when you begin to take those steps of faith their counsel will lead you proverbs chapter 7 verse 6 for at the window of my house i look through my casement and behold among the simple ones and i discerned among the youth a young man void of understanding passing through the street near her corner and he went away to a house in the twilight in the evening in the black and dark night and behold there met him a woman with the attire of an harlot he's showing you things and subtle of heart i said she is loud and stubborn her feet abide not in her house that means that she herself she has rebelled in her family now is she without now in the street a light in wait at every corner so she caught him and kissed him and with an impudent face said unto him i have peace offerings with me 
This day have I paid my vow. Therefore came I forth to meet thee, diligently to seek thy face. And I have found thee. I have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry, with carved works, with fine linen of Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with me, aloes and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love until the morning. Let us solace ourselves with love. For the good man is not at home. He's gone a long journey. And he has taken a bag of money with him. And will come home at the day appointed. <laughs> with her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. It means at the beginning he was not yielding. Home. Now he yields. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. He goeth after her straight away, as an ox go to the slaughter, or as a fool to the correction, <laughs> till a dart strike through his liver, as a bird hasted to a snare, and knoweth not that it is for his life. Knoweth not that you you people you see any girl who is fair or dark and has body. I'm not saying same ones to another. Now, now the same ones are even more dangerous. Mm-hmm. This is that oh this is that the old Charlie. This one go fi corner. Visit me, visit me, nothing. He said to be like a dad, brothers and sisters. The father's role is to protect you from misbehavior. I pray for you that you will be guided by the instruction of the fathers. Maybe you are saying, man of God, my father was not a good man to me. God has given you another father in this church. The words I teach, the instructions I give, is for your own protection. He says he's the father of the fatherless. He's the husband of the widow. The fatherless does not necessarily mean he's dead. If he decided not to father you, God takes up the responsibility to father you. By sending you to a man of God. He says in scripture, it is said in scripture, and I'll give you shepherds after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding and said and it shall come to pass when thou art increased so so when you receive instruction it brings increase and multiplication to you and i came as a father to you to tell you that it is time you govern your life by god's word someone say i'll govern my life by god's word wherever you are likely to close your eyes i want you to pray you want to lift up prayer and pray unto God and say, Lord, govern my life, govern my life, govern my life, govern my life. Shadibri kanonskipa, ventene godonsi finde gadas, arushka paru zerine nekoshke, masutene migadun zerima noskipa. I pray, Holy Spirit, that my life will be governed by God's word. My life will be governed by your word. Father, today I submit myself to the authority of the Father. In the name of Jesus, let me be led by you. Let me be guided by you. In Jesus' name, say amen.